0: Welcome back to Sounder at Heart. Uh, if you are someone who listens to this podcast uh, religiously, you're probably aware that we released part one of the interview with Wade Weber, uh, the Defiance head coach, yesterday. Well, this is part two, and in this episode, we're going to focus on the players that uh, make up the bulk of the Defiance roster, as well as get Wade's scouting report on the three players the Sounders signed from the uh, defiance for this year's uh, first team. Uh, if you are interested in hearing the first part of the interview, I would just go back in the feed, uh, look for part one of the Wade Weber interview, and we get a little bit of a bio on Wade, uh, a lot about his coaching philosophy, his background as a high school professor, high school teacher, and uh, and we get a little bit better idea of the uh, focus of the Defiance and sort of what they're hoping to accomplish. Uh, hopefully you listen to both parts, but in the meantime, here's part two. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joining me today is someone who I hope you know, uh, and if you don't, I'm really excited to let you get to know him. Uh, this is Wade Weber. He's the head coach of Tacoma Defiance. Uh, he's been involved with the Sounders for... Uh, with the with the organ this current organization at least since what 2015 2016 2016
1: as a coach I was a broadcaster from oh that's right 2012 uh, until this year I, I have stepped away from the broadcasts
0: so you have no officially
1: longer, yeah I, I I have uh I, I can only be used in an emergency I I told them okay um, I, yeah which is it, it it was getting harder and harder to squeeze that in but yeah it's been the better part of a decade.
0: So before we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about some of the players that fans might not know uh, that are with the Sounders now. And ideally talk about some of the players you're going to have on your team. Uh, but the big ones, I think we should probably focus on uh, the first we've already seen a fair amount of Obed Vargas is uh, I think even the casual observer is starting to understand why they're like, why he was signed. Uh, how why he started five of the first six games the Sounders have played this year, but what can you tell us about Obed that maybe hasn't come through yet uh, in his performances with the Sounders?
1: He's got a he's got an excellent interview I know it's on the Sounders website um, uh, where you just get a glimpse that his it's probably more than I've heard him talk in at one oh, time. Oh that was amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he is as driven a young man as I've ever come across in any field. Um, he, he has a singular purpose at training. Um, there's, he's not, um, it's not lighthearted and joking and I'll just ease my way into training. It is from minute one, serious. This is business. I, um, I'm working. Um, so that, that's the thing that has set him apart. We have hardworking kids, but there's just something different. Um, he also is, um, you know, he's, he's very mature. For uh, his age, he's, you know, he's had to live with a host family. He came down from Alaska, um, came down at 14, I think, um, did, yeah. maybe even younger. And the pandemic hit. Um, but that, you know, you've got that grows you up quick or you go home. Right. And um, he's uh, respectful and polite and hardworking and disciplined. But <clears throat> more than anything, there's an interesting like you can tell a lot about a young player by when you ask him, who's your favorite team? Right? Um, and I, I remember asking Obed that beginning of last year. Um, and usually it's like the flavor of the month, you know, like who, who is the popular team? Who plays the exciting style of soccer? Obed's team was Atletico Madrid, which is like it, Simeone and his team are, they're fighters. They are fighters and they don't care how it looks. They're just gonna come to town and, um, and take something with them on, on the way home. And, and Obed has that kind of mentality of it's just, I'm gonna get it done. Um, it's infectious. I, I think very, very highly of him off the field and on the field, you know, he's good. He's good. I do think that everything has to be, you, it, it's unfair to any professional soccer player to view them through the lens of, oh, he's just a 16 year old. Like, you have to view him through a, an adult lens. Otherwise, you're not seeing him correctly. And Obed has a, has a lot of growth still to do as a player. His impact has to grow. You know, what we see is a player that links possession and he's, you know, tough doesn't mind a tackle. Um, you know, decent athlete. So, okay, I, we see all those things. But that's not what the Sounders are looking for. The Sounders want a midfielder that's going to help change a game when it needs to be changed. Obed's had a couple of moments where you can say, okay, I, I'm, stu- I'm I'm seeing that, but he's not Christian Roldan yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's not that level of influence. The difference is he's a decade, right? A little, a little over a decade younger than Christian, which is just mind boggling. Right. So that's what gives everyone so much optimism that he can really be an impactful player Um because he's got all those intangibles and uh, he
0: is through the lens of an adult player. He's performing
1: at a pro level.
0: Yeah. The thing that struck me sort of about him was a, <clears throat> we talked to him earlier in the year, right after, right, right around preseason started and he was pretty reserved and understandably, I mean, he's a very, he's very young, uh, and he hasn't probably talked to the press enough or uh, much. And I was, I was very impressed with how, how seemingly, like I realize this is a loaded term. These days, but like he suddenly sounded very articulate and he was able to talk about himself and he was able to joke and he was able to like his interview skills in the span of like two months had advanced almost as much as his like, like you look at the advancement he made from the first game into the sixth game and uh or the fifth game at least. And it was very apparent that he's even working on that part of his like whether it's conscious or not, but he was just a much better interview. And he, we asked him about, uh, you know, he grew up playing or watching Liga MX players and his dad's a big, uh, Mexican soccer fan. And, and, uh, I, we asked him, well, what's it like playing against some of these guys? And he's like, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, but I can't think about it that way. I'm, I, I belong out there. These are my opponents. I can't let myself get, uh, wrapped up in this stuff. And I was just thinking, like, as a 16 year old, you don't see that sort of maturity very often where they're able to say, like, Sure, I, like, I understand why you're asking me, but like, I can't think about that.
1: Yeah. And that, I, I, that stood out to me in that interview as a, um, uh, that, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. That's, absolutely. That's what you want to hear. It's like, I, I don't have favorite players or teams anymore. He probably right. doesn't anymore. He doesn't care because the one day he may have to play against that Atletico. And if he, if he's all caught up in, oh, this is, you know, the, that's not how it works, you know you belong on the field, and you need to act like it and he's and and he does that uh
0: so another player who I imagine is is uh you might have a, a special affinity for is Jackson Reagan, who we've only seen play a few times, but again, in the few minutes that we've seen him, uh he's made some plays that really jump off the page like he he made a couple passes that were sort of line breaking passes uh someone who you know, he played four years at college. Uh, I think the, maybe the Sounders had, the Sounders, I know the Sounders hadn't entirely written him off as a, as a potential MLS player, but he also wasn't someone that was at the top of their chart in terms of, uh, of getting him right out of college or before he, his, his homegrown status expired. Uh, but they, you brought him over to Defiance last year. The Sounders traded for his MLS rights in the offseason and now all of a sudden, you know, he's putting himself in position to get some real playing time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a position uh, and a person, frankly, just kind of close to home for me. You know, I coached him in the Academy just for a single season, but it was during that time that we started to make the conversion from, um, he was a holding midfielder. Um, he wasn't six foot five, but he was pretty close. He was, he was a big guy. And I just, he and Sam Rogers both were on that team. Um, and uh and they were both midfielders so we we I converted two That must have been I, a
0: massive midfielder
1: <laughs> <laughs> I brought them both back to the middle of defense um and it's worked out okay for both of them so far but the thing about Jackson is that and again you look at his frame and you think you know oh he's he's a beast you know and he he is a big guy and going to Michigan didn't hurt him because he's in a big 12 gym right so he's right. in he, he a lot spent, of plates. Time, yes, big, man. <laughs> rusty plates. Uh, yeah, he, he spent a, he spent time getting stronger. Um, the knock on him, yeah, you know, he's, he's excellent with his feet. He's excellent with his feet. That's what Sam was as well. Um, but Jackson sees passes like a midfielder sees passes. Um, and he can complete them. Uh, it, it's the weight. It's the prop. He hits you in the right foot. Um, you know, he's grown a voice. <laughs> he was very quiet and you know it's something that a center back has to be able to organize those around him and it's much harder in front of 33,000 people than it is on a college field um but yeah the, the Jackson has um has a skill set that is varied he's not just a big dude and the knock on him um not the knock there was a perception that oh, he's not fast He's not fast. And uh, my my uh, uh, retort, <laughs> um, if I may borrow Samuel L. Jackson's phrase from Pulp Fiction, uh, <laughs> allow me to retort. Um, he's fast enough. He's fast enough. That as a center back, you do not have to be fast. If you're smart and fast enough, you can use your body um, and angles. It's all geometry. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So from wherever I stand to wherever I need to intervene, I just need to know the lines. And Jackson's, he's smart that way. He, he, um, he doesn't often get beat simply for pace, despite going against guys that might in a foot race, you know, leave him in the dust. Um, and I would argue Chad Marshall wasn't fast.
0: Yeah. Well, right. That's who I'm thinking of this whole time is Chad yeah. Marshall.
1: Chad Marshall wasn't fast. He wasn't, you know, again, I think a lot of times players get knocks on them. Like, Chad was so good at so many things that if you're looking for an area where he wasn't great, well, he wasn't the fastest guy. But you never caught him out, right? And Jackson is still relatively young in his pro experience. He played 15 games maybe for us last year. I, I'd have to look at the numbers for Tacoma Defiance. Played every minute of those games. Um, But that's his pro experience. He had a couple of USL for S2 back in 2017, a couple of appearances. Um before he went to college, uh, but they were cameos, right? Um, they, they the expectations were low. Jackson has a, has a big potential, big potential. And as a domestic center back, um, you know, it, it's valuable for a roster, for roster construction. You know, a lot of times people spend money on an international player to come in and play one of those roles. If you can get a guy that can do that job at a domestic rate, If you want to call it that, um, it's going to allow you to spend a little extra somewhere else on the field. Um, and I just, I just think there's so much recommending him. Again, I don't want to hype him up too much. He may not get to play much. If Jaimar's, uh, he, he he came off in the,
0: in the last game. Yeah. Um, It looks like he's going to be out for at least a couple games, but yeah, yeah,
1: if he, if if his injury is is short term, it's likely to be Javi and Yimar if they're playing two center backs. I don't expect Jackson to get you know, to break that duo, but knowing that he's close, like he's close to being able to contribute. Um, it just, it puts pressure on Javi and Yaimov, which is Mm -hmm. great. That's exactly what Schmetz would want. Like somebody breathing down their neck, you have to perform. Um, and you know, I think that's only good for the team when that's kind of the level
0: of competition. So the other player that, uh, that came up from Defiance uh from last year, is Sam Denren, uh, another player who we've seen a little bit of his, you know, if he's someone who I think is maybe a little easier to appreciate if you've only seen like his highlight packages, because he he has some pretty tasty highlights in that package. <laughs> uh, but what can you tell, tell us about him? I mean, he's, he's someone who you watched how he performed at S or at Defiance last year. And it's a little hard to square that with, His age and his experience and why, how did he end up at Defiance in the first place? Uh, and then how did he, you know, how, why didn't he, why had he never had anything close to that productive of a season?
1: Yeah. Um, Sam, we worked with Sam a lot. Um, and by, by work, like Sam had never really been asked to defend, um, in any of his experiences, um, and, and the, the pandemic did hurt him in a couple of situations where he uh, he he was going to be in one place. The season shut down. Tried to go somewhere else. That team never started. So some of his um, experiences are limited from uh, external factors. But he didn't defend um, well when he came in. You could see. I mean, he's fast and strong. He's got a wonderful first touch. Like you look at him and, and he shoots the ball as hard as I've seen anyone, but you don't realize how soft his feet is, are, um, his left foot in particular, but you fizz it into him and he'll kill the ball and he can hold it up and he's excellent in the air. So all of those things you say, it's like, well, how come, how come it didn't work out? And mm-hmm. while I don't know this for certain, he and I have had a number of chats about it. I'm convinced it's because coaches expected more of him as a total player and less as just a a target nine you know like a big guy up front that like they wanted him to defend and Sam he just wasn't he just wasn't good at it he he mm-hmm. never really committed to learning it and um maybe the best thing I did last year was I didn't include Sam. In our first two game day rosters, I didn't even have him in the 18 because he he wasn't prepared to defend. And there was much gnashing of teeth and consternation. And, and he then came, you know, was a bench player, came off the bench a couple of times. Um, and he realized that if he was going to play, I, I, I give him a ton of credit because he could have said, "Screw this" or whatever vulgar term you want to use he doesn't swear too much um but he's played he very, very oh he's a he's uh, he's um he's funny he's uh super smart he's a good chef i mean there's yeah he's got he
0: talked up his his chef game
1: oh he's got he's got a lot of facets to his character that again you uh you wouldn't know it just from you know like you see him you think that's an exciting athlete he's an athlete sam is more than just an exciting athlete he's uh He's technical. He's intelligent. He's funny. He's got a lot of things. But Sam didn't back away. He didn't, you know, say, "I I, I want out of my contract." And frankly, had he asked us, I might have said yes. You know, I, I might if, if he just said, "After two games, you're not going to play me. I'm I'm out of here." And um, he stuck with it. He learned. He adapted. Started to press from the front. We also played him. Uh, on the left, we, we didn't just play him up the middle. We also found a spot for him on the left. Scored 13 goals. He's, uh, yeah, he's, I think he's, he realized that you put the work in defensively, you have the ball more. You have the ball more, you get more chances to score. It doesn't seem a difficult set of dots to connect. But for someone who's never had to do it, you know, it, it, he, he had to connect him himself.
0: Yeah. Well, uh I'm I'm excited about all three of these players. I think it's it's uh I think they all have some potential and I, I suspect we might see all three of them at one point or another uh in the next week or so. Maybe soon. Uh, yeah, maybe soon. Maybe even sooner than the next week. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but I I also wanted to touch on some of the guys that you have this year. Um I don't know if you just want to do a quick rundown on, 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 or highlight some guys. I know there's a, a few players coming back from last year. Uh, however you want to do it, I don't want to keep you too much longer. You've yeah. been extremely generous with your time, but like whatever you can tell us about your roster, like how many players do you have on signed to the team this year?
1: Um, I think 14. I think 14. Yes. Uh, yeah. I can, I can quickly run through them and give you. Yeah, let's
0: points. run through them. Okay. Sure.
1: Um, well, we have a goalkeeper. Last year, Christian Herrera was our goalkeeper, was wonderful. Um, you know, when a first team keeper wasn't available, he was there. We have Wallace Lapsley, um, who is a area kid. Um, I think his dad is a teacher at Lakeside. I think.
0: Oh, I didn't
1: know that. I think. Um, don't, don't, no, I, I know that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think you do, you do know that. I do know that. Um, same thing, hard worker, uh great attitude, um and is is um you know gets training opportunities with the first team as well. Um we have a number of defenders. Uh we're probably well, not probably, we are most loaded at defense in terms of signed players. Cody Baker, uh he's an academy product. Um he's had Obed a couple-
0: Vargas's uh <laughs> Yes.
1: Obed Vargas uh yeah. Roomy host, I guess. Um, host, Cody is um, a local kid. Uh, he's uh, right back, can play wing back, has made the sort of progression from central midfield as a younger player to central defender to fullback, um, and that uh, he's a leader. He was captain of his academy teams coming through first team. Like him, um, I think he has big potential. He's a um, 2004 birth year, meaning he turns 18 this year. Um, and this is his first full signed season. We signed him last year during the season. Um, big upside. Joe Hafferty is our other right-back um, Oregon State product, but from Renton, local kid, came through our academy as well. Um, he's six years older than Cody. So in terms of the the profile of the two, um, you know, Joe might be more physically developed uh, just because he's had six years head start. Um but uh, another a- attitude is great. Had a good first team preseason. He did quite well for them, um, down in, um, Arizona and Palm Springs. Uh, he's, there's a, there's a lot to recommend him. And I think people, we saw him last year. We signed him during the season. Um, and I think that, um, my wife was lovely. She just brought me a Hershey's kiss. It's, oh, it's, it's, that is, she just, she that just is. got home from work. March 26th, I'm totally derailing this. March 26th is, um, <laughs> is the, I gotta get the years right,
0: 37th anniversary of our first date. So, um, yeah. I, that is awesome. That's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's how, I, okay, now we're gonna get really drilled. When have you always known the date of your first date or is that something you had to like go back and, and retcon?
1: She, she had a journal, the, uh, diary. A diary uh, that she wrote in and, and she made a notation of that, but we've known it since the eighties. We, you know, yeah. Uh, so we don't do the Valentine's day thing. Um, We're, you know, we do see it as a corporate holiday, not, you know, it's, it's the one day everybody's supposed to love yeah. the one they're with and the rest of the year you can hate them. Is
0: that, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah.
1: So we, we, your uh, wife we, and my wife
0: would get along really well, I think.
1: Okay. So we, we use the 26th of March as our, as our, as our day. Um, I like that. Joe Hafferty. Uh,
0: Joe, yes, again, Joe Hafferty.
1: Attitude is great. Um, uh, technically good, physically good, can play right or left side. So we're, we're quite pleased with him. Eric Kinsner. Um, he is an 03, turns 19, I think this month. I, I have to check my, my dates. He's a Tacoma product, uh, went to stadium high school. Um, and his uh, left-footed centre-back. Um, he had an interesting experience. He was uh, down for a training uh, stint with uh, Pachuca. With Pachuca, yeah, in in Mexico. And that's um, you know, it's important for our guys to get a variety of experiences. So Eric, again, centre-back, left-footed. We signed Achille Robin. Um, not sure if that's how you pronounce his name in French, um, but uh, I mean the Robin part. Uh, that sounds very Batman and but um but he's uh he's a UW center back we they got him from Bowling Green. Um he's uh he's hard, you know he's physically hard, um intelligent as a player as well. Um and I've I've been pleased with uh, his uh with the early uh signs of uh of Ash as we uh, to which we refer him. Um uh, Hal Uteritz, Seattle University product uh, from Snohomish County, um, played at Crossfire as a youth player. Um, his dad, Scott U- Uteritz, was an MLS pro. Uh, Hal is making the conversion to center back as well. Um, I rate him highly. Uh, I think there's, similar to other midfielders who've made the conversion, he has a comfort on the ball that the modern center back, I think, has to have. But he also... Unlike a lot of modern midfielders, is really good in the air. Doesn't mind a tackle. Has been red carded in his career. You know, like I've, I often say, sometimes you got to cross a line to know where it is. And when it comes to those sort of fouls, and Hal has crossed it a couple times, and I'm hoping he knows where it is now.
0: So um, I want to I, I want to um, ask about this because I've I've been really curious about him. He comes from a family that has, like, a, a, a soccer family. Uh My understanding is actually, like, his dad was, like, playing with the Hendersons back in, in the day. Yeah. Uh, his dad obviously played MLS, so it's like he has a pedigree. Uh He went to Seattle U, so it wasn't like he was out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and he was a third-round pick. He's an American. He was a third-round pick. I just assumed, like, when I saw his name picked, I just assumed it was, like, a favor to a local family kind of thing. But you guys seem to really like him. I mean, he was training with the first team for almost all preseason. Yeah. What do you think – why did he – like, what, what, what's – why is he – how did he fall to you guys? How, how did this happen? What did everyone – I think it's
1: because people are unclear on his position. Mm. Because he was a midfielder, and maybe he doesn't project as a, as a pro midfielder. And he's not Jackson Reagan height,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and so it's like it's easy to see Jackson, or I would argue like a
0: who also fell in the draft by the way. I, right. Another one who I don't understand how Jackson was. I think a, I guess he was a second round. He was a relatively early second round pick, but like it's it's hard to reconcile watching him play, and he's six foot five <laughs> with soft feet. Like how does this center yeah. back? Like I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I think what it what it um what it points out is that for as much as the MLS draft can be dismissed as not important and you won't find anybody there, I I know that's not the case. I know there's still a, a Hasani Dotson out there, you know, a, a guy that just like you look at him and go oh, he's just a guy, but but he's not just a guy. He is like if you know the character, and I know Hassani and his fan like he is tough and driven. And if you give him an opportunity, he's going to do everything he can to take it. Now, more often than not, those players don't make it. They don't. It's just the the, the number of spots available, the level of MLS keeps rising. So it's, it's hard, but I, I think the level of college soccer also isn't as bad as some people may portray it more and more Europeans With European academy or lower division experience have come into American college soccer. So the level at the top schools is actually pretty good. The opponents you face aren't bad. So yeah, I would, uh, Hal is, um, he did impress the first team. Um, you know, and, and so much of that is they, they know what they want in a, in a central defender. They want someone who can control a ball and, and, and carry it and, and be, um, be the first phase of our attack rather than just someone who destroys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, how, Hal, how's one that kind of fits that mold? I already mentioned Randy Men, uh, Mendoza. Um, he's coming off a terrible injury at the end of last year in the Sacramento game down there. He took a knee to the jaw. He slid in and the guy caught him with his knee and it, it was a concussion. It was a dislocated triple fractured jaw. Um, it was the sort of thing that you're thinking, well, you know, is he going to survive? Not, is he ever going to play again? Mm. Um, and he's just such a, I, he really does do MMA. He's a, he's a, he is a fighter, a tough guy. Um, and a left back a little older. Um, uh, and I, I think in terms of the profile for the first team, I don't know if he's going to be uh, someone the first team think is a prospect because of his age. Uh, if Jimmy madron is healthy, if New who's healthy, Randy is, Randy is a, is a, is a serviceable professional left back. Is that what the Sounders want? I, I don't know. But as a character uh, like heart and uh, he's got, a, he's got the heart of a lion and we need that for our young guys development. And if, if we can help him get to a first team somewhere where, so happy to do it. And he's back for another year. He's totally healed, heading balls and acting like nothing happened, despite the fact that last year we were very scared for him. And we brought in an interesting uh, left-back prospect, Travion Sousa. He's from Sacramento. He went to Germany for a while. Was at Hamburg, their second team. Sporting Kansas City a little bit, Oakland Roots a little bit. He's a 2001, so he turns 21 this year. Um, and is... Uh, tremendous in all of the things you'd want. The, it, his left-footed technique is outstanding. He is a very good athlete. He's good height. Um, he's competitive. Um, some of the—he's a converted wing, so he was a left wing, and, and there are still some steps he has to make to become a, a, a good left back, and just from a, a simply a one-on-one duel perspective. But I I know he has some of the character traits that a left back needs, and I, I think that we can help get him closer. He's one that has intrigued the first team. Not so much that they're you know breaking down doors to sign him yet, but give me a couple months and give our staff a couple months, and there there's something there um, that other teams have seen. There's a reason he went to Hamburg. It's not because he he was poor, <laughs> right? Uh, he was he, he was. Yeah, and I I mean poor technically I don't know if right he's I got poor. It. <laughs> yeah it's not because he was a bad player uh he was a good player they brought him in didn't work out didn't didn't work in other places but um he's had injuries as well that we think we're getting on top of and that was one of the reasons Sporting Kansas City and Oakland chose not to re-sign him was he seemed chronically injured hasn't been in our preseason that's because Brandon Moran our um. Strength and conditioning guy ahead of performance is a, is a genius. Um, midfielders, uh, we have five on the roster. Some you could argue are forwards. Juan Alvarez, he's a 2004, um, academy kid. Uh, we left footed, clever. The first team like him. They, they, he's got a level of intelligence and cleverness that is, um, that, that every team likes to see, but, you know, a left-footed attacking player you automatically for the Sounders, you think a Nico Ladero type. Mm-hmm. He's same size, you know, he's, he's not a big guy. Um, he's got two assists in our preseason. Um, and so that's, we want him to be a string puller to that effect and he's starting to grow into that. We signed him last year um, before the season began. Uh, Soda Kitahara, uh, another Academy kid, local guy, um, was a Seattle United player uh, for youth soccer um, before he joined the Academy. He's been in the Academy for a long time. We signed him a couple years ago, and he spent um, uh, a few months in Austria for pinsgau uh played just about every game as a fullback, even though we see him as a holding midfielder. But anyone that's looked at the Sounders roster knows um, there's a lot of midfielders um that you know there's what the a lot of young midfielders uh and so soda's versatile he can he can play fullback he can play wing um and we are looking forward to him he's got dealing with a little knee problem right now but uh he's on the back end of that and it's uh he should be available uh early in our season uh Marlon vargas has been with the team for a really long time he's still back um he's a 01 so again turn We share a birthday, Marlon and I, uh, uh, in January and uh, turned 21. And it's funny thinking of him as a veteran leader, but he really is. He's grown in the role. He's playing a little deeper, playing more in midfield. He can play on a wing. Um, He played as a false nine a bit for us last year. Um,
0: And he's super smart. And he got called into the El Salvador national team, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, and all of those things have just you know given he has 70 pro appearances something like that and he's just 21. I mean he's he's got enough savvy that he'll be able to help us solve all sorts of problems on the field and can play in lots of spots. Um, Valentin Sabella is um, a uh, a left-footed attacking player again diminutive really quick. He was at uh, uh Charleston last year uh on loan. He's he's been in a in a couple different places, but um scored a great free kick for us a couple weeks ago up in Vancouver. Um and is uh sort of a he's a wing. He's a wing. He doesn't mind playing a 10, but um he can play across either wing. If he's inverted he will cut in and combine. Super smart friends with Randy so he's like he's got that element of toughness about him. Um, he's got the deepest voice I've, I've seen on, on, on a guy, his stature. He's, you know, he's very, almost an, an intimidating voice. And the other two players, uh, I can't give you a lot of information on from the Ivory Coast, Georgie Minongu. Um, he's played at youth international levels for the Ivory Coast. He's a wing. Um, we're waiting on the visa, all the, it, it's in the hopper. I've been told, I don't know what that means, but uh all the application stuff we've got through all that we're just waiting on approval and alfred gumbifay from central african republic is a striker is a nine he has appearances for his national team full national team um they come from the same they're on loan from uh, vishkov in the Czech republic but they are they um they were they came originally from um the same organization that
0: uh, produced nuhu so that's idea, where <clears throat> That's the 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 Czech uh team is or Chechia, is that the where what, what is the ne- there's a new name for Czech Republic that I can't Oh, remember I did not know that. Yeah, they they changed the name of the Czech Republic, but uh it's the same club that Ethan Doblery was uh loaned to. Correct. Uh yeah and I correct. guess he's back cuz it looks like he did something to his arm or something.
1: I I saw Ethan t- today I saw you tweeted that he's here. He Yeah, I I won't reveal it's fine he's He's uh, there. There is uh, something that he had to undergo for an appendage, and uh, I think you you've sort of suggested it. So anyway, okay. I,
0: I, 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 I there's I no seen... official announcement. I only observe what I yes, saw. that's what I'm saying. I
1: I haven't uh, I haven't uh, seen the press release, so I yeah. can't speak to that in any detail. Fair enough. Yeah, Gumby Fay. I've seen video um, if. If he can deliver like he's delivered in some of the video,
0: um, he's going to be interesting. He's going to be interesting. So presumably you haven't seen either of these Rainbow FC players in person yet? They have not appeared for us
1: yet. They, uh, we're waiting on the paperwork to be finalized before they can come in.
0: Well, uh, certainly some intriguing prospects that will be, you know, I, I would imagine we'll be seeing Reed Baker Whiting. We'll be seeing uh I, mean, Alfonso. I don't, I don't alfonso alfonso uh yeah, that's right how is he has he been with you in preseason He's been with us full time uh, how's he looking
1: i have I, I haven't seen him so motivated um it's been it's been excellent he's had an exceptional preseason for us been one of our better um performers in every aspect not to i mean he's technically good, he's fast he's all the things he finishes, but his defensive effort in preseason has been second to none. I've just been really, really happy with them. But yeah, they'll be, it'll be Dylan Tevez will probably regularly see opportunities with us. Maybe a Danny Leva, maybe a Josh Atencio, depending on how the midfield, like maybe one game one Mm -hmm. will be with us. And then another game, it could be the other so that they can keep them ticking over and they get those appearances and minutes. And when they're called upon for the first team, they're not, you know, stale. They're, they're fresh. They're sharp. They're coming off a game the week before. Like that's what we can serve as a support for those guys that have gotten first team minutes. You know, Reed is yet to establish himself, so Reed needs to demonstrate he can do it at our level before he makes the jump to contributor at the other level. Mm-hmm. Right? He can be a periodic um, um, person off the bench or whatever if if you need him to be. But what Reed probably needs is a consistent run of games to establish a little bit of rhythm um, and that, and that might help him more than anything else. Dylan Tevez has been with us for our preseason games um, and he's been good. I've, I've liked Dylan. It's just, it's Sounders are a hard team to break into. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, it's yeah. crazy to think that like Dylan may have been a top five pick in the draft and, you know, I was telling people, like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of expect him to play with the Defiance a lot this year and they thought it was crazy. And it's like, well, where do you think he's going to play? Like, who's, who's <laughs> going to start? Who's going to start over? And, um, you know, it's an, an exciting part time to be in the organization. Um, you know, it's crazy to think that Obed may have actually played his way off of the <laughs> Defiance at 16. I mean, I would imagine at some point he's got to, he's going to get some time with you, but maybe. Like,
1: yeah, like, maybe.
0: Like, like that's, that's wild to think that it's a maybe. Well,
1: he's, he's a 05 and he is in consideration for, you know, U20 World Cup, which is right. 03. He just
0: got called into the U20, uh, yeah, national team. He, it's not certain or anything
1: like that, but right.
0: he's, they're looking at it,
1: right? They're, they're considering it. And that's, um, that that is something else. Um, again, a testament to him. Um, he's, we didn't do a, we didn't have to do a lot with Obed. You know, he's one of those that from minute one, he had the attitude, he had the work ethic. Um, uh, yeah. So Obed's a good place probably to wrap it up. He's,
0: yeah, he's a, he's a gem.
1: He's an absolute it,
0: gem. It is. Uh, Wade, you've been insanely gracious with your time. Uh, hopefully people found this interesting. I love talking to you. I could probably talk to you for, Couple more hours. Uh, you'd probably want to kill me, but maybe we'll do that over drink sometime or something. But, uh, Wade, you, you are, uh, I'm so thrilled that you're part of this organization, that you've been part of this organization. I'm a little bummed to hear that, uh, you're no longer part of the broadcast team because that was one of my favorite parts of listening to the pre and post game was, uh, hearing your analysis. But, uh, Wade, it was great having you. I, I think, thank you for doing this.
1: Jeremiah, it is always a pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share whatever pearls of wisdom. I'm not sure if pearl is the correct
0: gem, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> or, I don't think pearl yeah. is a gem. Uh, yeah, what is it? What is pearl? It's a, it's a rock. I think it, it, I think it's a good it's question. Not a it's not. I don't, I don't think I, it's a, it's like a bone effectively, yeah. right? I don't know yeah. what, what is the, a precious. I don't know. I
1: taught, I taught history, not, not, not biology.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to go to the, VAR yeah. for that one. Uh, but <laughs> <All> <laughs> wait, right. thank you so, so much for doing this. Uh, you're listening to the Center at Heart podcast, and uh, we'll catch you next time.